So let's do, let's do a little history lesson real quick. So Jesus shows up on the scene and changes everything. So when Christ showed up, there was a religious system that was intact. And the religious system was you, you had synagogues and you had uh, big areas that people would gather. But it was very uh, what we came to do for God. They all were looking for a Messiah that was to come. And then Christ shows up. And everything flips. We know that there were 12 disciples of Jesus. We know that there were 12 that gathered and walked with him during his time here on earth. And we know that he had a strategy and a plan for them. In fact, he began his ministry with being baptized. We know that then at the age of 33, he was arrested. He was crucified, and then he was, we know on Sunday morning what we celebrate is Easter, he was resurrected. That's sort of a, a little nutshell of what the New Testament contains for us. But what, what you may not know is at the time of his resurrection, there were 11 disciples once Judas had gone his way, but there are around 70 believers, people of the way. So Jesus dies on a Friday, he's resurrected on a Sunday, and then they see him and he gives them a charge for 40 days. He walked the earth and sort of told them, listen, I'm going back to heaven, but here's what you need to know. And this is what he said in the book of Matthew. He said, I want you guys, 70, to go into all the world and I want you to teach them and go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. 70 people began a movement that we all sit in now, all these years later. This word baptism has been a key component foundation piece in that movement for the last 2,000 years. So when we talk about baptism, you're like, well, I think I, I know about it. Listen, it is an anchor point for our faith. And here's why. Because it shows what you believe. Acts chapter 8, we pick up a story in the book of Acts. So the book of Acts is the story of the Acts of the new church that was forming. And we know that in one day, thousands were saved, right, when Simon Peter was preaching. Listen to what it says. So beginning with the same scripture in verse 35, Philip told the good news about Jesus, what I just told you. He came, he lived for you, he died for you, and he rose again just for you. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Why can't we just stop now and do this? If, if this is what Jesus came to do, well, let's just get it done. Let's just get out of the, get out of the uh, carriage, and let's go and be baptized. He ordered the carriage to stop. They went down in the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, he went away rejoicing. So on that day, he meets Christ, not face-to-face -face like they all met him back then, but, but he meets him in a relationship. He goes, I believe Jesus is who he said he was, and I want to show this relationship by being baptized. So they get out, of the, get out of the carriage, they walk down in the water, and they said, I want to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk in newness of life, and we capture this story. 
That was an act. Listen how Romans tells it, what Paul said. This side of the message is really good. That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered the new country of grace, a new life and a new land. That's what baptism into Jesus means. When we're lowered in the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we're raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. Baptism is so symbolic of what we believe. So, 23, it's almost 24 years ago when we began North Star. I was 28. I was a young buck when North Star started. I was the young gun back then. I'm the old sage now, but I was the young guy back then. I remember we had our very first baptism. So we had this dream about this time of 1996. We had this dream of what a church could look like if it was a church for people who just didn't even go to church. And I remember this group comes together and we begin praying together and we begin searching and saying, okay, God, I want you to teach us and I want you to to grow us. We were gonna start Easter of 1997, but we were at a little meeting and a gentleman stepped forward at the end of the meeting and he said, if you guys will start January the 5th of 1997, the first Sunday of the new year, I'll give you $100,000. So I, our founding pastor, and I thought we ought to pray about it, Amen. We'll start January 5th. All right, so it's a quick prayer. And we started, and over the course of the next few weeks, what God did was unbelievable. I knew what I thought it would look like for people who were far from God to meet God, but I didn't realize it until we showed up. So, you know, we're meeting in a, we met at a hotel, then we met in a high school. So we had to schedule our first baptism. So I called a friend of mine at a local church and I said, can we do a baptism in your church? And we baptized 72 people, the very first baptism. I remember it because we had to shop vac their carpet where everybody walked down, I hadn't thought about that part. All right, walked down the hallway and we had to shop vac the water out of the carpet. You know why that was so big? Because people showed their decision that night to follow Christ. I want you to, if you've got an outline today, typing in or you're writing just on a piece of paper, I want you to write down the word uniform. Uniform. What's common in all sports is everybody wears a uniform. That's what's common. So I don't know, the pandemic was hard for lots of reasons. One of the biggest the hardest things for Ann and I was there was no sports on TV. Anybody else like that? No sports was killing you. Some of you are like, praise Jesus, pray it never comes back, right? And so, but we were dying to watch sports. We were dying to watch sports because we watched, we, we watched the Corky Kell high school football all day yesterday. Why? Because I just love sports. And when you are on a team, you get a uniform. Now, we're not big, and so people will say sometimes, why don't you celebrate the Atlanta United I don't understand soccer, okay? And so it's hard to celebrate something I don't understand. But Falcons are starting next week. We know that the Braves are in action right now. We can finish some of these games. But anyway, so we got, we got a lot going. We got high school football going. And, and it's all a part of wearing a uniform. So when you show up at your locker, you put on a common uniform. So when the University of Georgia gathers to play a game, they go in the locker room and they put on a uniform. Not one that I support, but anyways, they put on a uniform. That's what they do. Friday night, I'm on the sideline at a high school football game and my phone goes off and I get a text from a friend of mine who said, tonight, Camden Yards, one of the players that played here locally at Alatoona High School and pitched here, he is making his big league debut Friday night in Camden Yards. You know, imagine 
you're a kid, you're at their taxi squad site, and you get the call, you're going to Baltimore tonight. And so he catches a flight, flies to Baltimore, and Clark Schmidt, a young man who goes here to North Star, was baptized here, actually at North Star, walks in a locker room, and there is a uniform hanging, your number, in your locker. Your first big league MLB game. Can you imagine if he walked in that night and said, nah, I'm from Atlanta, I can't wear a Yankee uniform. Hello, all right, that wouldn't go over real well. Show me the money, all right, I'll wear whatever uniform you got. Clark, that night, puts on a uniform, why? Because that was his team. Baptism for a follower of Christ shows that you're on his team. So I want you to write down a couple notes this morning. Ready? Number one. When I'm baptized, I'm saying, I know that Jesus died for me. When I'm baptized, I'm saying, I know that Jesus died for me. Not that he died. Not that he died, but that he died for me. I grew up, I don't know what your culture was like growing up, my culture growing up, my family unit Church was, church was never an option. My mom and dad never said, how you feel today? Do you wanna go? It's, mom, I don't feel well. Well, I'm sure that you'll feel better in about five minutes. All right, get dressed and we're going. And so that's the model I grew up in. And so I didn't get an option. So I knew that Jesus died when I was 14. I remember sitting there and going, I think he did this for me. It went from histor- historical to personal. Look at what it says. When he's lowered in the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. Every time we baptize, we we say this. And so we baptize underwater, right? So we said, this is the person, and you are buried with Christ. In baptism, as soon as our 11 o'clock service is over today, I'm meeting a young lady and her dad and her family, and we're doing a baptism right after this 11 o'clock service. And we're gonna say, because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you are buried with him. It is a fact Jesus died. Big deal. Because if he didn't die for our sin, you are still responsible for your sin. How many of y'all have ever sinned before? Raise your hand. If you didn't raise your hand, you just did, all right? And so, yes, we all have sinned. You lied, all right? And so, we all have sinned. That's, it's a historical fact. Somebody had to pay the price for that sin. Jesus did. He paid the price for that sin, and he died for me. The Romans didn't take his life. The Jews did not take his life. He willingly gave his life for you and for me. He died for our sins. When we are baptized, we are saying, I recognize he died for me. Number two, this is huge, I know that Jesus rose from the dead. See, baptism says, I know that Jesus rose from the dead. Not that he just died for me, but he rose again for me. So let's pause there real quick. If there is no resurrection, there is no hope. So there's a lot of places, and so this is so funny. This year, I was trying to get together a trip for one of my small groups of men to go to Jerusalem. I've never been, and I was putting it together with a buddy of mine, and and over there, they're going to show you some historical sites of where Jesus may have been buried. 
Nobody really knows. Do you know why they don't know? Because there's no body in any of them. Well, well, maybe Mike, maybe, maybe somebody took it. Well, if somebody took it, they would have produced it. It would have been worth a lot of money, number one. Number two, the, the Jews and the Romans would have loved to have put out this group of people that were rising up called people of the way. They'd have said, here's the body, and if the disciples took it, would you die for something you knew wasn't true? No. When you are baptized and you put on this uniform, you're saying, I know that Jesus lived for me and I know that Jesus died for me and I know that Jesus rose again just for me. It's a picture of what Christ did for us. I know that Jesus rose. When we were raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. Number three, and the old me has died the old me has died. All of us have an old me. All of us have a life before Christ. Some of us came to know Christ when we were 10. Some of us came to know Christ at 42. But all of us have an old me. I know the old me has died. Paul said when we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. So I want you to think about this. Paul's the one that said, if any man is in Christ, and I want you to write or type the word new, he is a new creation. He's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The old man has died. You know, it's funny how many people I talk to who say, man, Mike, one of the reasons I really struggle with getting baptized is I haven't been a good person and I still make mistakes. Baptism is a picture of who you were. Now, let's clarify this. When you go under the water, baptism does not wash away your sin. Okay, baptism does not. If it does, then whoever gets in the water after you is gonna get your mess all over them, all right? So it does not wash away sin. What baptism does is it represents that the old you has died. I remember, God, it was probably the year 2000. Got a call from a gentleman that attends North Star, and he said, Mike, I, my wife and I led a lady to Christ who has lived a rough life. And she's been in an industry that wasn't a good industry, and she came to know Christ, and we want to do a baptism for her. And I've got a friend that's got a pool. She's going to invite 30 of her family and friends, all who do not know Christ. Would you be okay if we did a baptism that night and you were there? And the answer was yes. And that night I watched a lady who her old life wasn't a good one. And I watched her go under that water and I watched her come back up. And here's what I knew. What scripture said is her new life now was pictured for everybody around that. Other than that, you've heard, well, I heard something happened, or when we're baptized, our baptism tells our story. And look at number four, I am living a new life in Christ and for Christ. We are putting on his uniform for those that may not know us. We're putting on his uniform and we're going, I am his and he is mine. 
So here's some struggles. So let's, let's talk about this real quick. Here's some struggles that people have. Sometimes people were baptized as infants in their church tradition. We believe that baptism's for after salvation. So many people were baptized as a child like before they could understand what was going on. And they go, Mike, I didn't even know what I was doing. I got saved when I was 22 at college in a college ministry. I think I need to be, I think I wanna be scripturally baptized because baptism comes after. I was baptized before as a little boy, but when I was 14 and I met Christ, I got baptized again because it was a picture of my salvation. It was a picture that I believe that Jesus lived for me. He died for me and he rose again and I, I finally accepted that picture. And so that was a big deal. So that's the reason some people don't get baptized because they were baptized as infants. Some people, they go, well, I'm not ready to join the church. Well, good, we're not asking you to join the church. This is church membership's a separate thing, okay? Baptism is a scriptural, foundational piece of our journey with the Lord. You can't separate it. Well, I'm scared of what others will think. Man, here's the crazy part. Why? Why? If anybody could have been scared, it could have been the 70 back then because it was gonna cost them their life ultimately. And people here, we celebrate from that. So let, let's talk about this real quick. It's been a weird season. Can we all agree with that? It's just weird. It's just weird. It's just, I don't know any other way to say it. It is just a weird time. You know, we've all been home watching on services and many of you are still watching today, which is awesome. But we've wondered, okay, is God still working? Is God still moving? Can I let y'all in on a little secret? I want everybody to look at me. God never took a day off. Aren't y'all thankful for that? God never took a day off. In our first, I'll say three weeks, but I think it was two weeks, first three weeks, whatever, 30 people accept Christ. 30 people accept Christ, which was amazing, amazing. I'm gonna tell you something. I believe, and we could disagree with this, but, I believe, but I've got the microphone. All right, but I believe that God has a plan through all this. I really do. I don't always understand what that plan is, but I know he's got one. But I know the enemy does too. And the enemy would love for this to push the church backwards, not forwards. I believe baptism is the picture when people that go, I've accepted Jesus and I'm stepping out saying I did it. When we do that, we're putting on a uniform the enemy doesn't want to see. You may be watching this morning and you go, Mike, I've never met Christ. I've never done what you've talked about, but I want to today. Well, we get an opportunity to do that together. Would you pray with me? Oh, dear Jesus, we couldn't do this life without you. We need you. If today you go, Mike, I have never asked Christ in my heart personally, but I want to today. Can I lead you in a prayer? Could I? It goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I believe you live for me. I believe you died for me. 
And I believe you rose again just for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my personal Lord and Savior today. I ask you, man, if you prayed that prayer with me today, welcome home. Welcome home. Maybe you're sitting in this room this morning, you're sitting somewhere online this morning, and you're going, Mike, I've, I've never put on the uniform of salvation. I am saved. Baptism is a picture. It's not the, it's not the act of salvation itself. It's a picture that I've come to know Christ. I've signed the contract to be on the team. Now I want to put on the uniform of the team. And I'm just praying wherever you are this morning that God's tapping you on the shoulder going, this is for you. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that we get to meet with you. Thank you that we live in a world we still get to show who we are and what we believe. Father, I pray over this time now, And I pray it in Jesus' name.